Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast. Today's episode is Get Rid of Your Gremlins with Yanis Yonoskis. Yanis is an internationally recognized motivational teacher, speaker, life and business coach, delivering projects all over the globe. He is an absolutely amazing man who's worked with Sweet Bank, Radisson Blue, and has spoken at an amazing event that has thousands of people at the event watching in person and streaming live called Subject Creativity. I am super excited to have Giannis today. He is absolutely awesome. Um, Giannis and I are connected through the John Maxwell team and I have been following his work for years and I'm super excited because he is one of those people that is super passionate about helping others. So hello Giannis and thank you so much for joining me today. Well hello Alison and uh, my pleasure and my delight to be in your show and uh, I'm looking forward to serve your community today. I'm really really excited. Yeah absolutely this is amazing. So Giannis, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Because I know you are actually from Europe. And so tell us a little bit about that and your family and what you do. So I come from Latvia. So that's where I was born. I was born back in Soviet Union times when our country was part of that big beast. And uh, yeah, I've uh, pretty much, I have done a lots of good and bad stuff, uh, eventually landing as a motivational trainer. I've always been curious about what motivates and what drives humans and why 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 we are doing certain things and why we are not doing certain things and let's say questions like why do on earth people react on certain ways that has been my passion for years and I have worked um, on a large number of jobs for various types of industries so it has sort of given me an exposure to all sorts of types of human beings uh, to really you know think about why we're doing certain things I am married I have a beautiful wife and a stunning two daughters uh, we don't have a dog yet but we're thinking about it who knows I think uh, yes uh, I yes my life my lives which I would say my life shifted when I was 31 uh, it was 2008 then I experienced what it means to be a part of the global crisis but I managed to get out of it and then that's that's how uh, you and Alison uh, are connected I eventually ended up in the JNT John Maxwell team that allowed me to be trained by the world's best in the uh, sphere of leadership motivation and tomorrow spirit so yeah that's where I stand that's awesome I just am so excited to learn from you today and you know uh I know you have an amazing passion and purpose in life. Could you share that with us, please? My passion and purpose is actually to serve and help people. So, Marilis, I have been doing that for years. Uh, If I can help somebody. So, if I look at my disk profile, so my personality type is, is a service, is more or less, is persuader. That's the word for me. So I'm persuasive and my main sort of passion is to motivate, to motivate and inspire others. It fits very well where I stand from the science point of view. That's where the behavior science comes in. So I'm a high eye. I'm not sure if people you know that, but that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of serves well for me. And that's why I love doing 
what I do. Absolutely. I'm a high eye as well. Welcome. Yay. High eyes. We get really excited to be with people, don't we? It's awesome. Yes. Yes. yes, This is so good. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why I like to talk to a whole bunch of different types of people because we all have different personalities and we can connect it in a different way. And yeah, to know that you're a high eye, it makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Okay. So one of the things that stuck out to me as I was researching for this podcast about Giannis was a video he actually shared about gremlins. And so I'd love for you to share what are gremlins? What are you talking about when you talk about gremlins? Oh, that's a wonderful question. So when I'm talking about the gremlins, it's it's very broad subject. So it's, it's some call them gremlins because I'm not sure if you, Alison, remember it was back in 80s. In America, you have a film where they had this like a tiny animals and they were called gremlins and then whatever whatever you did to them i think when you poured water on them they became very angry and very furious and very frustrated and that's why i picked that nickname because i had this imaginative association you know analogy with the movie so these are the things that basically restrict us leaders from ghosts it can be in our minds it can come from our education from our you know religious doctrines for instance from the society we've been in from the country we come from from a geographical area some various sorts of places it's basically something called our belief based system but I call it gremlins but I do because I do believe that depicts the actual problem more accurate rather than talking about the belief system but these are the gremlins these are things that basically block us from having a wonderful lives from pursuing our dreams and all those weird thoughts that come into our minds and all those limiting beliefs that we have mm, you know Giannis, the thing that I love the most about this is that I remember I was at an international Maxwell certification and we were, it was one of the breakout sessions and we were writing down our limited beliefs and we had people from maybe 50 to a hundred different countries and they all had limited beliefs or they all had gremlins. Isn't this interesting that it does not matter where you live in the world. We all face the same problems, right? We all have beliefs that maybe aren't serving us, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't matter where you are, where you come from, we all have like, even if, if you take a look at, you know, our, the person who created the, um, who is, who sits behind the creation of the John Maxwell company, John has talked also about his limiting beliefs and about, you know, how he uses other people to sort of uh, broaden his horizon and help him to grow and remove those limiting beliefs. So if you compare yourself to if those top people in the top of the leadership and personal development parts, if we talk, if we, you know, take the whole world as one, if they are in the top, they have gremlins. So all of us do. Yeah, we all do. And that's, yeah, that's so true. So how do gremlins hold us back? Well, it's, I think the story, it's, it's quite personal to me how do gremlins hold us back so if, if I take my life so I was brought up in Soviet Union so all of my childhood all the way up until do I would say 11 years of age it was 1988 we had a lot of limiting beliefs so we're pretty much restricted censored we couldn't talk much in a school because everything was reported if you said something that wasn't accepted by a doctrine or by a political system that we were part of it was also it was almost instantly reported to specific organizations. And what it created, it created sort of a filter mechanism in my beliefs that everything, you know, somebody watches over me and I always need to, whenever I come up with a great idea, I always have to confirm it with somebody, something that doesn't really exist. So that formed my part of limiting beliefs and that's how 
personally, for me, it served as a blocking mechanism. And then sort of, if you have, imagine having this as, as a massive yoke on your shoulders, which you can't really carry, just you keep on carrying through your life. And for me, the turning point was, you know, becoming a Christian and, and, and learning that part that there is freedom available for me in my thoughts. And I can literally think and I can verify those thoughts and values. If I, you know, take various analogies, how gremlins actually block us from, uh, from whatever we want to achieve. So in order to overcome these things, you have to hold to something, a value-based system. So whatever, you, whatever it is, for me, let's say being a Christian, that serves well. For others, it could be something else. So it has to be something that you it, that allows you to clear your mind and basically focus on your vision, even if you're going through some very, very rough times. Mm, that's so true. One of the things I saw, Giannis, about you is you had a really bad car crash. How did the car crash impact your thinking? The car crash itself, uh, how it impacted my thinking, it's, I'm not sure if it impacted my thinking, it impacted my emotional intelligence, that level of it, which means I, in scenarios, I become nervous. And if people talk about certain subjects, I can become pretty nervous. And that's, if you go through that traumatic experience, it takes some time, it sort of, it dissolves and then you more or less return to normal. But in terms of my thinking, let's say, imagine um, a situation that right before that, before the car crash, I was just driving normally on the road. And every time I saw a car coming, you know, from the opposite direction, it was fine with me, even if it was a big truck fully loaded with timber and logs, massive hammy, you know, stuff. I wasn't afraid. So after that day, I experienced and my mind knew how it is to basically seeing some seeing another car driving straight into you. Mm. So obviously for about a year or two, I quite struggled in terms of, especially in terms of leadership and especially when I was driving somewhere and especially maybe not the, the best conditions on the road, night times, rains and sort of that's because I knew my brain knew that, you know, it can happen. That's why I use a principle. So you need to read about it, talk about it, joke about it. So that's why I created a bunch of humorous stories. Let's say whenever somebody asks what was the most funny thing in a car crash would say I actually if you remember scene from a movie Rambo 3 how he got out of the tank at the very end of the movie when the, he crashed with a helicopter so that's how I talk about it so I said you know actually because my window was smashed I was able to get out of the car and I was feeling like a John Rambo it just dissolves it you, you find something that allows you to talk it through and that's how you basically remove it. It takes some time, it takes persistence, but it just goes away. Mm. And uh, if you talk um, with, and obviously, let's say, my day-to-day values, because I faced that situation, now I understand in any dark situations, I can find a light in whatever happens, because I faced, actually I faced a death almost. It was obvious, I was lucky I survived. Both cars, we were lucky, because uh, the, the lady in the other car, she was pretty much traumatized. She was driving an older car without any airbags whatsoever. So obviously she received much more injuries than I did. I think I stayed three days in hospital just because doctors couldn't believe that I just sustained so little damages to my body. So it was, they just wanted to verify it and that sort of stuff. But otherwise, you don't need to find this belief. Fine, I survived this, which means my life changed in a way that I'm now, whenever I am, I understand if you live and whatever has happened to you, if you are allowed to live further, you can continue. And the main thing for maybe there is somebody who is listening into your audience right now, the main belief is that you can leave everything behind. Imagine that one situation, it was just a click. So I, I survived. I was lucky. I'm back on the planet Earth. I can live a fulfilled life. Does it make sense? Yeah, it's amazing because I actually um, was in a car crash too. So when you 
we're talking about it, I was thinking in the back of my head how I had a similar thought. My car got totaled and I flipped it and I remember crawling out of the window and you just kind of look back and think, oh my gosh, like for me, it, it helped me appreciate each and every day a little bit more and it helped me understand how, how short life can be and really to um, to honor, you know, the, the good things and to see the good in every day. And, and like you said, see the light. Okay. So how important is it for our listeners to overcome their gremlins? Like, I mean, thinking about some of the things that hold us back in our life, what would you say to our listeners to say, okay, you've got stuff that you're thinking about, but you can overcome that? Well, it's, I compare sometimes gremlins with the New Year's resolutions. I know it's not the right time for New Year's resolutions, but it's indeed the right time to remind people, you know, we're in the middle of the year and perhaps we have, you know, deviated from our chosen path. And then for sure, 2020 has put a lot of, a lot of stumbling blocks. And I believe every human beings on a planet's earth in their pathways. But the main thing is that how you overcome gremlins, and first of all, it's like any leader needs to define reality. You have to basically become aware of them. So who they are and what are your limiting beliefs? Are they because of your education and where you, uh, you know, where you got educated? Uh, are they because of, I don't know, high school, uh, college or university or anywhere else? Was it, you know, your first boss, whether, whether your parents, maybe you didn't have very good parents, or maybe there was one of the parents. So you need to define the reality where it, where it starts. If you sort of get clear with that, that you can move on more or less in order to fulfill anything you need to find the right people around you that will support you. The group of people, you can be literally vulnerable, or I would say humble, and you can openly express what you're struggling with. And that the type of people that would actually challenge you anytime you try to basically contemplate on a question, are you a victim or a victor? Not a victor, a person, but a victor, a person who takes victory. And these are two things, I believe, that allows anyone to cope with gremlins in life. First of all, you know, get the clear picture where the problem is. What is that limiting belief? And then speak it out to your inner circle. That's why it is quite important if you select the right people around you. We can select. We have a choice. We can select our spouses. We can select our colleagues in a way. Other types of people we cannot select. We cannot select our grandparents and parents sort of thing. But nonetheless, even though you may not end up with the right people, you can still continue to search and continue, you know, find others. And uh, at the same time, try to find anything that the last bit, which I kind of always forget, is defining what, what is your drive, where you find your motivation or inspiration. Even when you face a limiting belief, how you basically get refreshed and where you find inspiration. And that may differ from person to person. Someone may find, you know, great inspiration while, you know, cycling. Other people may find it via, I don't know, running. Other people may just find it doing like taking a walk with their dog or whatever else. Some may find it through traveling. Some may find it through having a nice meals. There are lots of sorts of things. Uh, but it's, it's what, what is the drive that allows you to refresh and think and also basically try to look back. So what has just what happened in a difficult situation, why you had those limiting beliefs. And then it allows you basically to reflect, okay, I see, I got the point, right. This is a bit wrong. I need to change the direction or I need to look for options. So all sorts of things. So if I reiterate what I've just said, it's three things at the end. You need to define reality. You need to find your inner circle. Could be your friends, could be a group of colleagues. Maybe you have a great working environment. And the right bit is where you find your refreshment and your drive. Some sort of a thing in your life 
that allows you refresh. I don't know about you, Alison, but mine has always been, if I really want to refresh myself, I go down running. I have been doing running, well, with few breaks in between since I think the age of 13, especially when I do minimum one hour runs, then I just, I come up, I'm going to come up with a clear mind. I see another vision. I understand where I face the problems and things like that. But it may differ, for instance, for you, and I believe there is a unique solution for anyone in your audience. Absolutely. And that's it. I think I love running and exercising as well. But, you know, I think that's the thing is that each of us is different and we do need to identify those things that help clear our mind and help us get back to our center. Because if we don't ever do that, that's where we feel stress and overwhelm. And that's where we get uh, like kind of bogged down by those gremlins or by those limited beliefs. Okay, so I'm, I'm really interested in this, Giannis, because I know that this is going to be something um, very interesting to hear from you. Uh, what are the two things you've done in your life to launch to the next level? What I've done to launch to the next level, uh, I think my next level, well, that's 2015 uh, for me was quite a year. So where all through the year, I was so I was quite successful in my IT professional career and as I became successful I understand that I want to get basically onto the next level imagining myself climbing up the ladder I want to take the next step what do I need I was I started looking around for some management um, there are all sorts of certification if you take from the IT industry all sorts of things you can do but nothing literally basically applied to me and I think it was towards the end of the year I came across probably the only Facebook ads that I've ever responded it was from the John Maxwell team and the reason being for me was quite simple because I had been using John's content in my professional technical talks. I've been, you know, being, I was inspired by John, the way he talked about, you know, the development of people, the, you know, putting up teams together and things like that. And I basically responded and the rest of the story is quite simple. So uh, I'm not sure how you joined the team, but for me it was easy. So I received a call and that's how I was popped in. And I made a conscious decision. This is the right time because now I realize that it's, for me, it's an opportunity to join probably the world's best leadership development organization, becoming part of the team and learning through that stuff. And that is my next step in my ladder of growth. Awesome. So you joined the team. Is there another thing you did to launch to the next level? Well, if I'm honest with myself, I cannot clarify other specific great thing okay. or a specific, specific stuff. There are a number of other basic, the rest of the items, they just came in straight away. One of the things it was just, you know, uh, because you join a global brand after you learn certain things and try to train yourself and try to become familiar with the things you do, then obviously I, I had to switch, you know, my focus and my discipline, where I'm focusing right now. Prior to that, uh, I was more or less a technical consultant. So if I ever got a contract, basically I was the one who managed all the contracts. And then a contract would end and I would have some, you know, some empty periods and I would have to wait for the next contract. Now my job is rather switching from that being an expert to becoming more or less an entrepreneur, a consultant who constantly works, you know, precisely to sort of gather new acquaintances, new clients, new customers, new projects. I tried to work on that constant. So that was my next, but it kind of naturally came in 
with that main switch, joining the large leadership development program, uh, working on myself, uh, working on my limiting, start finally, you know, becoming aware of my limiting beliefs, and then then taking the next further steps, which is predominantly they are described in our program. It's more or less, you know, being consistent with what you do, uh, try to talk to people, try to add value to people every day, and try to read a lot as a leader and try to write a lot. Nice. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's such good advice for the people that are listening. Okay, so you you alluded to it, but 2020 has been, uh, there's been a lot of stumbling blocks for pretty much everybody. So what do you do other than running um, if you're having a difficult or stressful time? I think through the years I've learned, it's, it's the most important. You may not be able to run so you may not be able to do your best hobby, but you can uh, basically create a pattern. What do you do during the stressful times? During the stressful times and facing large decisions or perhaps being in the stressful meetings, you can always have an attitude of choice. Uh, I think Viktor Frankl, yes, he has said basically that everything can be taken away from a man, but one thing, the greatest of human freedoms possible. Thus, this is choosing one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, choosing one's, one's own thing. So what it actually means, you have a choice anywhere you are in any situation you are right in right now. You can always have a choice. Do you lean into the stress or do you allow yourself to be manipulated by, well, people around you, the situation around you, or do you take literally a couple of seconds break, clear your mind, and then try to refocus uh, the energy in some, some other areas. For me, it is quite important. And again, it is highly important. Perhaps there is somebody with high eye in your audience uh, listening to us today. For high eyes, it is crucial that we take breaks. No matter where we are, no matter, we may be in the toughest negotiations in the world, we need to remember to take breaks because we are, eyes are highly emotional. And sometimes when we are overflowing with our emotions, we need to basically pull the handbrake, take a break, take a deep breath, take a pill, but I'm joking right now. Yeah. But, uh, and then make a switch and then we are back to normal. It is really difficult for us high eyes to do that, but it, we have to remind ourselves. We are given of this freedom of choice to do that. Mm, I love that. That's such a great, great tool. Oh my gosh, this was such a great episode. And Yanis, I thank you for coming on the launch podcast. How do people get a hold of you? So they can actually go to my website, uh, check what I've done. That's one of the things. Uh, you can send a message to me by my website. It's one thing. The other, perhaps, if they would like to, uh, you know, read whatever I do on a daily basis, then the best way to connect with me is through LinkedIn. Then uh, we can start building up those relationships and uh, they can read my posts, they can read my articles, uh, whatever I do there. And uh, yeah, thus they can learn more about me. Fantastic. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hannes. Thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you for helping us get rid of our own gremlins. And to all of our listeners, I thank you for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Thanks for tuning in to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Remember to rate and review. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. Oh,